the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, The Force of Optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman, your happy host here. Uh, we're going to have a great show this week. Why? Because I took the time to get us a great guest. That's why. I have Rick Travis, the Director of Development for California Rifle and Pistol Association. We're going to be talking about some events that have happened. Uh, giving some clarity where there may be confusion. And then we're going to announce a few things coming up where we're going to try and actually do a live call-in show. So we'll explain how that works in our next session. But you will have the opportunity to call in. We do pre-record, but we'll call in early and we'll take callers. Probably the first time in a long time we've done that. But I think it'll be a nice session to hear what's on your mind. So we're going to be doing that in the middle of August. And I'll tell you more about that as we go along. But joining me here, I have Mr. Rick Travis. Rick, how are you doing? Wonderful, Phil. Glad to be here as always. You know, I'm nice, uh, watching you on the Zoom channel here. It's nice to actually see you, but I don't know why you're not following Dr. Fauci's or Dr. Fakey's, however you want to pronounce that, um, Dr. Fakey's thing where you're wearing a mask and goggles now for the new flu season. He just came out today. Uh, he wants eye protection and mask protection for the next flu season. Well, I'm trying to adapt for you right now, as you can see, Phil. But <laughs> <laughs> Those are beer goggles. You can't be wearing beer goggles to work. Come on. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's amazing all the things that are being handed down to us um, in this state. I've been out talking to people all week long on how our governor has basically become a dictator with the continual shutdowns back and forth of both the Senate and Assembly and continues to make, you know, this a state of one. And so literally, you know, 39 million people don't have a voice anymore because there is only one voice, according to him, and that's his own. Now, that should surprise you because only every time progressives seize power, it turns into a dictatorship. I mean, only every time, right? Right. And uh, here he is. And, he's taking on more power again, only every time. The other thing I saw, and I posted this on my page this was amazing to me. Did you see that transaction with his mansion? Yeah. It's it's appalling what he's getting away with. So he's got eight acres on the American River outside of, I believe, Fair Oaks, California. Beautiful spot. You know, amazing place. And I think the purchase price of this home was $3.7 million. But when you're the governor, how much does it actually cost you out of your pocket? Not much. You know, and this is something, I mean, as you said, with progressive politicians, we're seeing this throughout the West of where they are going up and buying the prime 
real estate and they're getting along rivers. And I'm curious to see how much he tries to manipulate that in the future, because we're seeing public trails and public access being cut off as more and more progressives by land adjacent to the rivers. And that's something I'll talk about a little bit later, because we have a bill moving through the assembly right now that is going to remove a lot of us from being able to access ground that we hike, boat, fish, hunt, and and do all sorts of other what are called consumptive uses. And paid for. Right. Yeah, it, they, they've absolutely lost their mind. But this this deal, I want to just touch on it briefly there, folks. If you haven't seen it, check out our, on our uh, Facebook page. An LLC that Gavin Newsom is a member of with his brother or brother-in-law, who is his business partner, they bought this uh, mansion. It was then gifted to him, $3.7 million. Now, if you did that or I did that, that's a $3.7 million gift tax, which starts at 37% or so federal plus the state. But he didn't do that. He didn't have to pay that because he was doing it through the LLC. So there's a huge million-dollar tax that he did not pay as he was gifted that. Then they redid the mortgage on it since it was paid off and he pulled out $2.7 million in cash. So if you want to talk about a pay to play, an absolutely disgusting move made by the progressives here in California by Gabby nuisance, this guy who, you know, he shouldn't wear a mask. He should wear a bag over his head. It's absolutely ridiculous what they've been allowed to get away with. Now, Becerra is another horrid, Attorney General we have here. Is he going to stand up and do the right thing and, and press charges? So you're a betting man, Rick. What do you say to that? No, he wants to go after law-abiding citizens with a vengeance. He'll go after people that don't enforce a mask order or something like that, but he's never going to go after the hand that feeds him and keeps him in power. And you think he might just because he's a, a, a corrupt politician who is always power hungry that maybe he thinks he could be the next uh, attorney general or attorney if he takes out this, uh, this governor. But these guys, this whole crowd from Jerry Brown, Pelosi, Boxer, Feinstein, this whole crowd that has run California has just enriched themselves. And here it is, another case where you see the governor of the state of California, anti-gun, anti-Second Amendment, anti-civil rights, Gabby nuisance out there destroying everything and taking for himself. It's, it's, it's an unbelievable travesty that he is not getting a perp walk or getting investigated by the IRS. I mean, I'd love to see, this is one case I'd actually like to see the IRS weaponized and, and put to good use, right? We have a sitting governor who's at war with the United States of America and with us U.S. citizens uh, stealing, stealing from us by tax evasion. I don't think there's another way to explain what he's actually done, but it ends up being a net $3.7 million in his pocket where the taxes he didn't pay and the cash he took out, and he doesn't have to pay taxes on that. But you, Mr. and Mrs. California citizen, pay 9.3% if you make over $40,000 a year. But he doesn't pay anything on $3.7 million. How do you feel about that? Think it's time to recall this guy? Think we have a few uh, petitions out there you need to sign and sign as often as possible? Uh, as many places as possible. It's in, it get everybody signing on that. This guy has got to go because he's stealing from you. He's stealing from our future and he's destroyed the state. Well, than- I, I think piggybacking on that, we've got to make sure that people do not have a short-term memory because look at Pelosi. You know, This is a person who says, you don't need a firearm, but she goes, 
to one of the safest places up in Napa County where there's not been a murder or anything. And what she decided to do, take not one, but two vehicles of armed guards while she goes shoe shopping. She's the lady who sits there and says, yeah, she's suffering as she eats $25 pints of ice cream in her elaborate kitchen. I mean, the absolute corruption and the do as I say, not as I do. If this has just got to end, and we need to start sending a firm message back. It's one of the things we're going to be doing with our, our political action that we're coming up on some of these elections is start toppling some of these people to send a clear message. We're done. Well, it's no Na- more. It's Nancy Antoinette. All right. The people are out of work. They're scrabbling for a $600 extra uh stimulus check, if you will, on their on their uh, unemployment. They can't go to work. They're losing their business. And what does she say? Let them eat ice cream. Right. It's Nancy Antoinette. She, she is. Well, we all know that she's crazy and she's horrid. And I think the Botox has affected her brain. But who am I to say? I'm not a doctor. I just play one on TV. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you just can't put that much poison in your face and have it not leak through your skull. But uh, again, I'm not judging. I'm just commenting. All right, Rick, let's <laughs> I try to get all my rants out of the way of the first session so we can actually have a nice show the rest of the time, right? Because there's just so many great things going on here in California. We want to make sure we touch on all of them. So let's give a uh, oh, let me tell you what I want to do in two weeks. So two weeks from today. We're gonna have a call in show. So we'll have we'll announce the number uh coming up here. You'll be able to call in on a certain day at a certain hour. We'll answer phone calls. We'll record you. You'll get your your say on this show. So you don't just have to hear me all the time. This will be the the people's show, right? So don't forget to call in. Um, Rick Travis is the executive director, excuse me, director of development for the California Rifle and Pistol Association. He's involved in many, many things. One of them is fundraising. And Rick, why do you, why does your organization need money? Well, historically, you know, the CRPA started um, 145 years ago, and uh, we started with a relationship of competitive shooting, firearm safety, and working on hunting and conservation. And that first part of that relationship in the competitive shooting was we were the first state association to connect with the, I think at that time they were about three years old, the National Rifle Association with the concept of trying to make a nationwide competition, which is what we've had at Camp Perry for well over 100 years. Um, During that time, obviously, the missions of both organizations adapted and changed with the adapting times. And for probably the last 30-plus years, up until about 18 months ago, that relationship was that the lion's share of financing of, you know, um, everything from legislation to litigation – type things, lawsuits and stuff, was financed by um, the NRA, and the CRPA had a smaller role in that. But the same token, we had the large role in competitive shooting in the state of California and developing programs that met the needs of firearms owners. And that was kind of the shared resource. About 18 months ago, that started to dry up. And as a result, we're now in a position where we're funding 99% of everything. Exactly. Folks, we're going to talk more about that as we come back. Philip Naiman, FiringLineRadio.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. 
Hey folks, you know, every week on the Firing Line Radio Show, our conversation is going to revolve around firearms, hunting, gun rights, and all the crazy things that happen in California to our citizens that, that enjoy the Second Amendment of the Constitution. Now, our faithful companion in the battle to uphold these rights has been our longtime sponsor, Vince Torres of Bullseye Sports, Guns, and Ammo in Riverside. Now, you've heard me say it before, but if you're not armed for protection or recreation, shame on you. Head on over to Bullseye Sports in Riverside where you need to go for small arms, rifles, shotguns, ammo, big arms, accessories, and much more. Now, after you purchase that firearm, we highly recommend that you take a certified training course. Get the basic knowledge, skills, and attitudes essential for the safe use of your firearm. For more information about the certified firearm courses, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside, 951-823-0211, Bullseyesport.com. They believe in safety first. Say hi to Vents and have a great day. Folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show, back here. Check out our podcast at FiringLineRadio.com, FiringLineRadio.com. Um, joining me back, and we've talked a lot about this show uh, this last week uh, together. Joining me back, I have Rick Travis. Rick Travis is the Director of Development for the California Rifle and Pistol Association. As we came off our last session, you heard him talking about all the great stuff that CRPA does and all the, all the programs and things they need funding for. But the number one thing that they're doing right now is actually going to court and protecting your rights. They're fighting against the gunmageddon. They're pushing that through. Um, I mean, look at the things that have happened to us in the last several years. There's the magazine bans. There's the ridiculous roster, micro-stamping, uh, gun a month, you know, just unbelievable things that are that are being pushed through from our legislature. And the California Rifle and Pistol Association is really – holding the line. We don't have the majority. We don't have, we have a super majority against us in California. The governor, the state Senate, the state assembly, they're all crazed leftist progressives, okay, that are in power. We have a few guys up there fighting the good fight, but they're passing bills. And then the only thing we can do to save ourselves is take them to court over it. And Rick, that's where you come in. Is that correct? That's correct. You know, well, I think a lot of people, um, unfortunately, you know, in our day to day lives, if we ever end up in a court, it's usually over an auto accident, something dealing with a home that we've either rented or purchased. Um, and while those lawsuits can be expensive in our point of view, that becomes kind of our framework of what a lawsuit costs. And so, you know, a lot of times when I'm talking to people about defending their constitutional rights, they have this concept that, you know, at most these are $100,000 lawsuits. And the fact <laughs> is we can just take, uh, as you mentioned earlier, the magazine ban that gave us uh, Freedom Week, which is the Duncan v. Becerra case that the CRPA has been funding. As that's moving to the Supreme Court, we're looking at $1.5 to $2.5 million dollars to get that case across the line and to secure your rights. And so, you know, we're fighting against, you know, the likes of Bloomberg and Soros and people think those are names we casually throw around. We're not. I mean, you have to look at the apparatus that somebody like Bloomberg has put up. I mean, he has this top overall group that he gives money to, which then has groups like Moms of Demand Action and others underneath them. And then they have groups underneath them. So they show up in courtrooms, they show up, and city hall meetings, and also you have 16 anti-gun groups, and the press is like, wow, you know, the masses are against the CRPA and gun owners of California they are sitting in the room, when in fact, those 16 groups are just 16 different people from those same group, which is Bloomberg. 
And, uh, you know, there's a cost to fighting that and getting the public out. And constantly, that's what we do well over 60, 70 hours a work week for each of us that are working here. And I'm not complaining, but that's that's the real part of the fight. And you also have to look at, you know, we're an organization that handles the state and we have a staff of less than 20 that is going up against a staff that is huge. Bloomberg and Soros did a joint uh, conference in Carlsbad a year ago before COVID, and they had over 6,000 people show up, and they signed up over half of those and weaponized them against us. So this is constantly David fighting Goliath, which is why it makes it hard a lot of times because within our own community, we're fragmented. You know, that's one of the sad things that we want to talk about today. Within our own community, we are fragmented. The other side, okay, the progressives, they have one goal. I mean, these are people who are uh, steeped in the Saul Alinsky. And you've heard us talk about this before, but the rules for radical, they will link arms, join hands with anybody if they'll push that football one yard down the line towards their goal. What is their ultimate goal? Their ultimate goal is taking over the United States and then the world, taking it over by socialist means, communist means, and really running it as a uh, either an oligarchy or a, a one-person dictatorship. And the money that's involved, we're talking about two horrific people that happen to be billionaires. And we're not even bringing in Gates and um, Stein and, uh, you know, all the other crazy people. Let's just bring in Bloomberg and Soros. To understand the difference between a million dollars and a billion dollars, it's it's in the thousands per times. So if you were going to spend a thousand bucks a day, you had a million dollars, spend a thousand bucks a day, it lasts roughly three years. If you have a billion dollars and you're spending a thousand dollars a day, it's roughly 3,000 years. That's the difference in magnitude. We're, we are working on small budgets out here. They have huge piles of money. So it takes people getting involved and, and time and treasure and donating because we have people willing to fight, but we've got 20 employees, the CRPA, that are up against everybody else that's trying to take away your rights. And that's why it's important that you get a hold of these folks. Yeah, thank you. And one of the issues that I want to make sure people realize, too, and I just got done saying this last night at a, a talk that I gave, you know, baseball still is considered the national pastime. And if I was batting for, let's just say, the you know Los Angeles Angels, and I had a 370 batting average over the last decade, and I said, hey, do you think I'll make it in the Hall of Fame? Phil, you'd look at me and go, yeah, you're, you're, going, to, you're going back to Cooperstown. But all that really means is that 37% of the time, I made it to first base after hitting the ball. That's all that means. But if you were to look at what the CRPA has done over the last 20 years in the legislature alone, we have stopped 87% of all the bills from ever getting across the line, which means our batting average is 870. Yet if you listen to a lot of the people out there, they're like, you guys aren't doing your job. Yes, but unlike baseball, that 13% that does get across, we go after that and litigate against that and win many of those cases as well. It just takes time and money, and that's where we're fighting right now. The other thing we mentioned early on, and this is a sad fact, is that the Second Amendment groups fragment. Can you touch on that? Yeah, I mean, we have some well-meaning people that um, – 
for whatever reasons, they decide that they want to get involved and help. And instead of working with existing groups, whether it had been the NRA when they were a bit more prominent in California, the CRPA, Gun Owners of California, who are probably the three most well-established groups in the state historically, they chose to open up smaller groups and, and try to replicate, take the same money from the people of California to do the same thing that we already had the infrastructure for. So that's always an issue. But more importantly, we also have some people that, for whatever reasons, decide that they can make money doing this. And I can go into some great detail, but these are people that sit at home or in a coffee shop on their laptop and say, hey, Phil, I'm fighting for this or I'm fighting for that. And the irony is they're not there. And probably one of the best case examples we saw was when Gunmageddon actually happened, which was a staged fight between you know, Lieutenant Governor at that time, Gavin Newsom, and Governor Brown and Kevin DeLeon on, these, on the opposing side trying to pass those Gunmageddon bills. And, you know, there were, here's who was there. There was Dan Reed from the NRA. He was standing in the fight. There was Sam Paredes from Gunners of California. We had our own Roy Griffith, our lobbyist from CRPA, and we had one lobbyist from California Waterfowl, Mark Henley. Those were the four people that were trying to stop those votes. Yet, we had Brandon Combs and company from Firearms Policy Coalition sending out millions of emails, help us support this fight as we're in the Capitol. Wait, they weren't in the Capitol building. They were nowhere near the Capitol building. They weren't the people that were staying in the hallways with the rest of us trying to stop the craziness from going on. Yet they fundraised, and to me, they stole money from the people that were actually doing the work, actually trying to orchestrate this. And this is something that we see across the country and here in California is groups purporting to do something when they're not. You know, there's nothing more destructive than a lie. Uh, You know, the father of all lies, right, was Satan. He was a murderer and a liar from the beginning. And it's just lies. Some people might think of them as this a little white lie, but nothing is more destructive than a lie. And if we're all trying to do the right thing, we need to make sure we're dealing with people who are telling the truth and are there. And that's why I support the California Rifle and Pistol Association. We're going to come right back. We're going to talk about some news that was made here locally this last week uh, through NPR right after this. Have questions about handgun safety, local sports shooting events, or your Second Amendment rights? Just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Get practical advice, no sales pitch. Vince is a straight shooter when it comes to sharing his advice and years of gun experience. Whether you're a seasoned gun owner or a newcomer, at Bullseye Sport they welcome everyone, especially ladies considering a firearm for the first time. When they go to our store, we want to give them something that they're going to feel comfortable with. And if you're looking to purchase a gun, ammo, or accessories... If we don't have it, we will get it for you. For all the answers to your rifle and handgun questions, just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport. 951-823-0211. Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Proud sponsor of the Firing Line Gun Show, Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 590. Follow Bullseye Sport on Facebook for your inventory updates or call 951-823-0211. 951-823-0211. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by CCW Safe by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Spartans, lay down your weapons! Persians, come and get them! 
Hey folks, welcome back to Mulan Lave Saturday. This is Philip Naiman here with Rick Travis, Director of Development, California Rifle and Pistol Association, crpa.org. If you're playing along at home, you can pull them up on your website or on your uh, internet or your phone or all those other doodads and the hoo hickeys that uh, my mom likes to say as far as technology is concerned. Um, you can look them up and get involved immediately. Find out what's happening in your area. Uh, Rick, we had a uh, a story researched, produced by NPR, um, the National People's Radio, I think is what that's called. Um, but it was not very favorable to the NRA and was not favorable to the local groups associated with the NRA. Uh, are you familiar with that? Yes, I am. So we saw we saw this all break. What, last week, earlier this week. And um, what's really kind of strange is I actually know people that were involved in the story, but they haven't responded back to uh, to answer some questions. But when it comes to the NRA, and I hear this a lot, and we were just talking about how groups are fragmenting. You know, the NRA does a lot of good. They are not perfect. Um, personally, I think Wayne LaPierre should retire. I just think he needs to go. He has too much baggage associated with him and it's not good for the organization to try and fight to keep him. They shouldn't spend a dollar to try and fight to keep him. They should spend a dollar on Gunmageddon and putting the correct people into office across the country. That's where their focus has to be. And when it comes to the point where you're a distraction and the money starts drying up because people don't trust you, I think it's time for you to go. So, I mean, I, I think that Wayne LaPierre should just step aside. Now, um, I did hear some arguments that it's probably best if they keep him through the election due to that's his strong suit and maybe that's fair. Uh, we do need to win this election. I mean, this 2020 is for all the marbles, folks. We have to have President Trump reelected and we have to have a strong Congress and Senate besides him, beside him. So I'm not sure on that. Do you do you have any way in on this? Yeah. So a couple of things straight up front. I want people to know before I came on staff for the CRPA, I had become a lifetime member of the CRPA. I'm a benefactor member which is the highest you can go up with the NRA. I'm an NRA training counselor uh, and a hunt, NRA hunting instructor, as well as one for the state of California. So I want it you know, really clear before I got intimately involved in the political side of this, big supporter of both organizations um, and also a member of Gun Owners of California. So having said that up front, yeah, I agree with, uh, most of what you said on a personal level, not speaking for the CRPA, I think there's there comes a point when any leader has to make the choice to step away for the betterment of the organization. And I think by everything that's been said, you know, if even half of it is bears out to be true, and it looks like it has been re- well researched and documented, that it probably would be a good idea after the election. Because if it happens before the election. I guarantee you that Biden and that camp will use that to say they've defeated the NRA. It's all over. And a lot of people would be discouraged to not even show up at the election. So I do agree that probably whatever change at that level should happen post-November. Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, and it's important because 
oftentimes when somebody's in a position that long, they kind of get the emperor situation. The emperor has no clothes. If they're doing something wrong, they have, they're insulated. They don't know. Um, I guess one of the great things about Trump is no one stays around him that long. They just <laughs> keeps firing him. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, they, there's the, that tagline from The Apprentice is you're fired for a reason, right? Um, keep, keeps it fresh with that. But some of these other people, and it's not just the NRA. We've seen it in different organizations, businesses. Um, just every other organization tends to have this type of an issue. If somebody, the founder, can't let go and it just takes off and or I should say it um, doesn't take off. It just stagnates because they want to control it uh, for too long and they need to turn over. Matter of fact, the Redlands Tea Party has one of the founders out here and we were there for three and a half years and we all decided as a, the founding board members, we needed to turn that over. We wanted, we didn't want it to be Phil's group or Don's group or Andy, you know, Annie's group. We didn't want that. We wanted it to be the tea party where everybody else was interchangeable moving down the road. So I, I think that's a, a good goal for companies. Now the NRA has taken severe hits and they're under fire. So it's important that we support them, but it's also important that they know they're going to have to make these changes. So, uh, you know, if you want to write them a letter and say, hey, look, I'm I'm willing to do this. Let's, you know, announce announce a retirement or whatever else. But they do a lot of great things. And I'm not willing to say the NRA is trash. I'm not willing to say that, you, you know, we need to form circular firing squads because I see that too often. I see the fact that Ducks Unlimited doesn't stand up on a high capacity bill. I see the fact that uh, the fishermen think that oh no lead in uh, no lead shot that's good we should we should we don't want to fight that either you know um, I I see the fact that the off road groups won't stand up and help when it comes to hound hunting and everybody doesn't understand they're just simply next you're feeding this crocodile a finger at a time and so let's let's focus on that. The use, Billy, that you talked about as we first came on here, how that is actually playing out as we speak. Yeah, so Assembly Bill 3030, uh, to a lot of people, especially in our community, looks innocuous because it deals with what is called the MPAs, the Marine Protected Areas, that range from off the coast from basically look at the Santa Barbara, Ventura County border all the way to Monterey. And uh, it's ridiculous because, you know, unlike when you're on land, you can't see the river's of water passageways when you're on a boat, kayak, whatever it is, you might be fishing farm, and also realize that those extend to the to the base of the ocean. So, you know, Phil, you and I could technically be like in a boat or a kayak fishing and be in the zone between two MPAs currently in the system, but our lines could have drifted under the protected area. And therefore, if that's where the fish is caught, you and I are busted, we've done an illegal act. Well, What's happening now is Assembly Bill 3030, if passed, will now remove you and I and anybody that wants to fish from Santa Barbara to Monterey. So think of the chunk of, of water property. That won't be allowed anymore. And this is part of a global effort that comes out of the United Nations to remove 50% of viable ocean waters and land-based waters away from human activity. When I first came on your show years ago and talked about the rewilding effort, this is it. 
on steroids, but it gets worse. We now have a couple of the Native American tribes who have jumped on board with these people on AB 3030 supporting it because they've made this argument. That is sacred waters of their peoples. That is sacred land. And so what people don't realize is it doesn't stop at the ocean because how does water fill get into the ocean? (laughs) Well, in California, we let it all go to the ocean. Right. And so here's what happens. That water falls on top on the, what we call the Western slopes of California. And then it trickles through little tiny creeks and streams and springs and becomes rivers and goes out. So in order to protect that, of course, none of us should be walking on the land near any of those features that potentially even seasonally go out there, which means the complete removal of hikers, Mountain bikers, climbers, off-road people, equestrian people, you know, people that run in those areas, people that hunt in those areas, all of us would have to be removed. So it's not just the loss of the water. This is the hidden feature. It's the loss of all that land and all that access. Which has been their goal all along. And, and of course, this is, I tell you what, folks, if you think that we're wearing tinfoil hats when we're talking about this, you haven't been paying attention. Diane Feinstein connected the, uh, basically the Colorado River with the Santa Monica Mountains with her Snows to Sands um, National Park. These are all BLM land, all Forest Service lands, which allow access, and then they put it to the Park Service. The Park Service is the official Green Weenie Nazi Association when it comes to environment, Green Weenie Environment. Nazi Association. Um, They are absolutely anti-human. And then you add the Coastal Commission, which happens to do the uh, MPAs, which is the Marine Protection Act. Coastal Commission is not an elected body. They make stuff up as they go. These are the same people that brag about the fact that they took out, is it 35... No, 53 dams in 35 years. Why? So the fish would have better habitat. But think about what we need for water storage in a state with 38 million people. We have no storage. We flush our water to the ocean to appease, appease these non-elected, appointed, progressive, green weenie enviro Nazis. I think well, and let's and let's look at you know somebody like Feinstein when you were talking earlier about progressives and how they screw things let's, up. Let's pick her she up on the last section here. We got one more session to go, and we got to we got to run. We'll be right back after this, folks. Hi, folks. Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, 
They had a lamentation of the women. That is good. That is good. You know, the same question was asked of Joe Biden. Joe Biden, what is best in life? And he just said tapioca. I mean, that's that's all we've got here. We have a tapioca pudding eating uh, person trying to be president. There, it's that that's sad, but folks. That's where we're at. We need to win in 2020. Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Check us out at firinglineradio.com for the podcast. Joining me here, I have Rick Travis. Um, Rick, if you would, real quick here. We just, at the last session, you're bringing up Diane F. Stein. I, I can't say her whole name. I'll just I'll vomit. But talk talk to us about her. So using the example of this land grab through AB 3030 and just how idiotic in a name someone can be she stood up and touted after she did her famous monument that you were talking about going from the desert to the mountains of how she was saving wildlife but if you looked what happened because of that there had to be some land trade deals so what did she do with you know the people that run all those wonderfully beautifully aesthetically pleasing windmills she sat there and said oh we could make some more money by having windmills where we have a bunch of people together. And so she moved the windmills to where desert tortoises bred and, and, and said the desert tortoises, while they're programmed to breed there, will now breed in another area. The result, we've lost almost a third of all the California desert tortoises. If you or I run over one or steal one, we're going to get fined. But guess how much money has went for the destruction of those animals? Zero. Zilch. Nothing. Those windmills that take out bald eagles and golden eagles that would cost you and I a ton of money if we did it, an accidental shooting, you know, when we're hunting. Yeah, no one's paying for that either. This is the epitome of do as I say, not as I do, and literally BS grandstanding that they're actually making a difference. They are, but it's not a good one. They are making a difference. Exactly. Thanks, Dan. So they are making a difference. And, and, the difference is never good for wildlife. We've talked about this before on many of our shows that there's never been an environmental catastrophe like one caused by an environmentalist. You know, we look at the the Animus River in Colorado. Boy, we still don't hear much about that, right? All those toxins where the entire river for a couple hundred miles was blaze orange. Um, that's not normal. But that was caused by the EPA and the Park Service. And what happens? Nothing. Um, we have ravens that have the raven population's taken off up here in the high desert. So what do they do? Well, ravens eat tortoises. So now we have the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service shooting ravens, which are a protected species, to protect the tortoise, which is a protected species. But the tortoise is dying because we want windmills. You can't make this stuff up. You know, they, they will. And these are all people who believe 100% in evolution. So if you believe in evolution, why are we even worrying about the raven or the tortoise? If they can't make it, evolution says tough cookies, chump, um, you're on your own, right? So these are all environmentalists who believe in evolution, and they're killing off one species because they like the looks of the other species. It's it's absolutely amazing. Um, hey, I mentioned earlier before, we're going to talk quickly about call-ins, so... In two weeks, uh, I have my calendar here in front of me on a Thursday, two weeks from today, two weeks from today, Thursday, we're going to do a call in show. Here's the number. Just write it down. You'll hear more about it on the promo. 877-584-3590. That'll be between the hours of 945 a.m. and 1030 a.m. And uh, again, that's 945. 
excuse me, 877-584-3590 and check out more on the Fireland Radio Show Facebook page for that so we can make sure we have that done. Um, AB 3030 is, is horrific. And we've talked about some of the other things that California is going on. Rick, you got roughly five minutes left here. Bring it home for us. Yeah, so we have another devastating gun on a man. We have a bill, course, Senate Bill 217. Well, this is August, right? Bill- isn't, isn't August when all that happens? When they, they pass something in February, get it on the docket, and then in August we find out what it really means. Right. So 217 was a bill originally created for children with special needs and has now been renamed the Outdoor Recreational Camp Bill. And what that bill will do, and you're going to love this, Phil, because it's right up your alley, Um, sarcasm. But anyways, it is a bill that mandates that every camp, it does not matter if it's a swim camp, a hunt camp, a Boy Scout camp, a church vacation Bible school camp, every camp will be mandated to have both a camp director and a health director that answers to the state of California. And they will have to answer to the state health director and the state fire marshal. There will be fees and licenses that will have to be paid to the state. The state will have oversight of what your programming is. The state can decide if that programming is acceptable or not. They can decide what the cohorts, meaning like what the age groups are and what those age groups will be allowed or not allowed to do. And they can also say, as you know, that many of camps will use property that's not theirs. Well, that allows the state to say, A, you can't use that property unless you bring it up to the code that we want to set. Moreover, it allows the state to pick a local county agency to also have those camp people that now are mandated by law respond to them at a local level, as well as pay additional fees. So this is basically designed to move camps off the board kill a whole generation of thinking and to return us to Soviet Union style tactics. Well, exactly. You have to have a party member at every event. And that's exactly what that is, is we need a party member to show up at every single event. Correct. Which means for many, many folks, they're no inner city kids are no longer going to be able to attend any camp because it will be unaffordable you're not going to be able to fundraise enough money to provide the scholarships for that many camps. And just looking at, you know, the the firearms issue when it comes to just Boy Scout camps, just this year because of COVID-19, we have lost literally over 250,000 new entries into the firearm shooting sports with those camps closed. When you look at if you close down every church-based camp, many of which have archery programs and, and BB gun programs and 22 rifle programs, when you're looking at outward bound programs and you can just, you know, the question camps where the kids learn to do mounted riding and mounted shooting. What about church all camps? Of those will be eliminated. What about church camps? Simply be unaffordable. Yeah. And, and, and to look at church camps. How, how popular are church camps? So that the kids get to go up and, and do that. And this is going to have a state director, a health director, right? Probably one who's associated with the K through 12 sexual education that's being pushed through your schools. A health director dictating what's going on up there. Absolutely. Right. This is communist takeover statism. I, I, I didn't even know about that one. I'm, you're ending my show here on on uh, another rage. I used to like to start with the rage and then get that over with so I can have the show. But now I'm all whipped up again and it's gonna, I'm going to have a terrible weekend. <laughs> Sorry. But this was literally, so you guys, all your listeners know, 
They pulled this rabbit out of the hat at the last possible minute at like 4.55 in the evening on, on, you know, last week. And then they are moving it in. And on August 4th, it will go through its first hearings to get set up for a vote and then to go to the governor's desk. And this is all during a time that the governor specifically said in March, April, and May, no legislation unless it dealt with COVID-19 or with the economic recovery of California, of which this doesn't touch on either of those. He's a freaking liar, Rick, uh, in case you guys don't know that yet. So if his mouth is moving, that's why they have the mask. So you can't tell when they're lying now because you can't see their mouth moving. Um, he is he is one of the worst people in government. He needs to be recalled. He needs to be sent home packing. You know, it's absolutely you look at his corruption. You look at what he's done. This is AB 3030 camp health director. No, this is Senate Bill 217. 217. So so Senate Bill 217 camp directors inserted in everybody's business, a party member in every company. This is so communist. This is so Russia, the old Russia. I mean, the we're going to put you in the gulags. This is having an SS inspector in the German Germany uh, under Hitler. This is what they're trying to introduce to camps with kids. Unbelievable. All right. So I want to find out how you guys all feel about this, folks. So remember, as I said, August 13th, actually, I didn't give you the date, but now that you hung on to the fourth session here, you can have the date. August 13th, 2020, between 9.45 a.m. and 10.30 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. Call 877-584-3590. We're going to do some call-in shows. Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know how you are going to help make a difference here. We'll be able to do some fundraising for the CRPA too, right? So 877-584-3590. August 13th, that's a Thursday from 9.45 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Call-ins. And um, if you make me look good, this is Rush Limbaugh's story, right? If you make me look good, you might make it on the air. <laughs> we'll go from there. Anyway, we're just kidding. Folks, I want to thank my special guest, Rick Travis, California Rifle and Pistol Association. Rick, you took an awesome job. And um, SB 217 is sucks, uh, almost as bad as 3030. So, folks, support the CRPA. Rick, thank you for your time. Thank you. God bless. Shoot, Felipe. Shoot. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, the force of optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. AM 590, the answer.